Hello Sobertown. Welcome to Sobertown Podcast. This is Todd Crafter. I'm a blog and podcast contributor at SobertownPodcast.com, a recovery resource built by a community from the I Am Sober app. Today I'll be recording another Sober Toolbox blog for better accessibility. To see the original article, references and a broad range of sober living resources, visit SobertownPodcast.com. Today's podcast is the Sober Toolbox, Accountability. Sobertown, if you'd like to reach me for any questions or comments, please email me at soberaustralia at gmail.com. Sobertown, creating accountability is a key component to success. Accountability presents consequences for our actions. Accountability is necessary for us to claim ownership over our actions because without consequences, we are far less likely to remain true to our decisions. Recently, I walked into a bottle shop and no, I wasn't there for booze. It happens to be the only place to find the alcohol-free beer that I prefer. And AF drinks are another topic altogether, but I've tested and challenged these locations such as the bottle shop enough to know that I'm okay to go there without making an unwanted decision. And I have confidence in this. Still though, strange deep feelings squashed down underneath the weight of my resolve were evident. I looked into the distance at a range of drinks I might have gravitated toward during my drinking career. For a split second, some form of romanticizing occurred in my mind, but only for a split second. One of the first thoughts which barraged in like a lumbering elephant and crushed the notion of buying these drinks and consuming them was the fact that over the past month I have been speaking to this page, to you and to Sobertown as a non-drinker and as somebody planning to stay here. This blog, these recordings, this outlet is just one form of accountability in my life and in my journey. Had I progressed to more than just a thought and walked over to these drinks, the forms of accountability I employ would become stronger. Had I moved toward the drinks, the thoughts of being a hypocrite here or to my family or anybody else I had discussed my alcohol-free life with would have kicked in with force. And like the magnet which used to draw me toward the bottle shop, the strength of accountability for my actions would repel me with an even greater strength. My own primary form of accountability are these very recordings. Creating this content is also an attempt to help others in this alcohol-free journey, as well as creating my own accountability. This is my investment in my own journey. These words mean that I would be a hypocrite for turning back to alcohol. So these words form part of my accountability. My other primary form of accountability is my young daughters. I've pledged in front of a community the following. Today has been one year alcohol free. Today I am who I believe I am supposed to be. At this juncture, I realize the need for renewed accountability. I now have two beautiful daughters. One is only 13 days of this world. To both of my girls, I pledge with this community as my witness. As long as I draw breath, you will never see me drunk. I will never allow a substance to take one minute from us. I will give every part of me that is good that I possibly can every single day. I will continue to work on me to be the best I can for you. 
I will not quit on you ever. This is my pledge with all of you as my witness. I am accountable. I will live up to this one day at a time. This was my pledge as I reached one year alcohol free. I do not take these words lightly. These are big words and I mean them with all of my being. These are my ultimate accountability. The thought of breaking such a meaningful pledge to my most beloved girls makes me feel physically ill. This is extremely strong accountability. This took me a lot of thought and now it's been pledged, I'm glad. Because when thoughts of drinking come in, they are crushed by the notion of breaking my pledge and letting down my girls. Creating accountability does take strength. Creating accountability means there will be repercussions for your actions. Creating accountability is really important. Take this example. If you have a mortgage on a house, you owe the lender a minimum amount every week or month. You're accountable to the lender and there are repercussions to your failing to meet the terms of the loan. When a time comes where you need to make the choice between spending on something or saving to have the money owed to the lender, the accountability you have to meeting the repayments will speak to you. It will reason with you that the loan is very important and that the other spending you are considering will need to wait to ensure you retain good standing with your home loan. This is applicable to any loan, any promise or commitment, and different commitments vary in their importance and in their strength of accountability. Not all commitments are created equal. I generate these articles not only out of a desire to help others find the life we at Sobertown have found, but also for a selfish reason. That is, to create a strong accountability to myself and to you, the reader or listener, and it's very helpful to my continuing along this path. So another example, you tell your son or daughter you'll be there to pick them up from school today. This is important, they mean everything to you. You are now accountable to them, you need to be there. You promised. When the time comes, something else is pressing for your time. Work, for example. You would usually never pass up the work that you should be doing, but you promised. You are accountable to your child and they are important to you. And so you drop the work, you leave. This choice is accountability in action. Final example, I promise. Paul Churchill created the popular Recovery Elevator podcast partly and self-reportedly as a form of personal accountability in his sobriety. Paul invested deeply and allowed the podcast to be a part of his recovery. And upon listening to earlier episodes, Paul reports to having spent in excess of 20 hours per week just on the weekly podcast creation. And at this stage, there was no monetary reward for doing so, just accountability. This is one example among many of somebody in recovery creating a huge accountability tool for themselves. Our very own Sobertown Mayor Drifter created SobertownPodcast.com to give back, to help others on our path, and to piece his soul together and bind it together, and in my eyes this has been achieved and then some. But there is always more work to do in Sobertown. Our very good friend in creating SobertownPodcast.com, whether it was primary intent or not, has created accountability through doing so. Accountability to you, to me, to every soul who turns tunes in to hear the stories we present. Take this example. If you have a mortgage on a house, 
you owe the lender a minimum amount every week or month. You're accountable to the lender and there are repercussions to your failing to meet the terms of the loan. When a time comes where you need to make the choice between spending on something or saving to have the money owed to the lender, the accountability you have to meeting the repayments will speak to you. It will reason with you that the loan is very important and that the other spending you are considering will need to wait to ensure you retain good standing with your home loan. This is applicable to any loan. Any promise or commitment and different commitments vary in their importance and in their strength of accountability. Not all commitments are created equal. I generate these articles not only out of a desire to help others find the life we at Sobertown have found, but also for a selfish reason. That is, to create a strong accountability to myself and to you, the reader or listener, and it's very helpful to my continuing along this path. So another example, you tell your son or daughter you'll be there to pick them up from school today. This is important, they mean everything to you. You are now accountable to them, you need to be there. You promised. When the time comes, something else is pressing for your time. Work, for example. You would usually never pass up the work that you should be doing, but you promised. You are accountable to your child and they are important to you, and so you drop the work, you leave. This choice is accountability in action. Final example, I promise. Paul Churchill created the popular Recovery Elevator podcast partly, and self-reportedly, as a form of personal accountability in his sobriety. Paul invested deeply and allowed the podcast to be a part of his recovery, and upon listening to earlier episodes, Paul reports to having spent in excess of 20 hours per week just on the weekly podcast creation. And at this stage, there was no monetary reward for doing so, just accountability. This is one example among many of somebody in recovery creating a huge accountability tool for themselves. Our very own Sobertown Mayor Drifter created SobertownPodcast.com to give back, to help others on our path, and to piece his soul together and bind it together, and in my eyes this has been achieved and then some. But there is always more work to do in Sobertown. Our very good friend in creating SobertownPodcast.com whether it was primary intent or not, has created accountability through doing so. Accountability to you, to me, and to every soul who turns tunes in to hear the stories we present. You can create accountability in your sobriety in many ways, and I would encourage this in multiple forms. The barrier is fear of failure. This is huge. The fear of committing, creating accountability and then faltering. But draw strength. You can learn, not fail, learn, and turn back to alcohol after creating accountability, and then the world will not end. Better to have created the accountability and it not been effective than not at all, and you will grow from the experience, and likely you will be quicker to return to this path. If this occurs, keep the accountability tool in place, review what went wrong and why. Learn and go again creating more and more powerful forms of accountability until the repercussions of failure are stronger than the habitual circuitry drawing you back to alcohol. If the draw to alcohol wins, it's okay, try again. Remember that this circuitry is strong, but it can be broken with tools and repeat attempts, 
and accountability is a big part of this. So Sobertown, the tool is this. Create accountability in your life for staying alcohol free. Grow and fortify stronger levels of accountability and retain these moving forwards. How can we create accountability in sobriety? I'll detail some examples below. Before reading this list, I should establish that you should bite off chunks of accountability that you can handle. When you overcommit or become too enthusiastic all at once in creating accountability, it can be possible to overdo it, to get a little frazzled and attempt to give more than you can at one particular time. So think these through and build them up in a sustainable manner. But with that said, there's family. Nothing holds more power than the inherent love for our partner and our children or any member of our family important to us. It could be a parent, a brother or sister, anybody. Whether they asked for you to live a sober life or they could not care less, you categorically will be a better parent and partner or family member if you do not drink alcohol. I could not be more certain of this. I feel like there is a chance, normal drinkers may argue this point with me, but I stand by my belief that even small amounts of alcohol create disconnect from our family. I don't have many strong opinions, but this is one I definitely do hold. I believe you simply will be better and more connected as a parent or partner, alcohol-free. You may be more annoying occasionally as you flaunt your amazing sobriety and frustrate your children with your newfound sober energy when you want to do endless activities and they just prefer to chill out. But the net will be far more connected, positive and loving relationships in most cases. This is the best gift that could be given, the best. Create accountability by pledging to your family, even if this pledge is only in your own mind and not verbally to them, that you will be a better parent or partner and stay sober for them. After listening to many stories, one recurring reason for others to get sober is definitely their kids. Heart-wrenching stories of children finding their parent passed out in a pool of vomit in the bathroom floor and this being the driver for the parent to quit, or having their young child tell them they smell funny or asking why they like that funny drink so much. Listen to stories and these themes will show up again and again, if they've not indeed in your own life perhaps. These are strong drivers to remain sober, and rightly so. If you have kids, nothing could be better for accountability than the desire to be the best parent possible and to be accountable to them. The saddest stories I recall are those where even after these experiences, the parent cannot yet quit, but ultimately their love for their children does usually prevail as a stronger force than the incredible strength of force alcohol puts forth to those in the loop of addiction. Next in accountability is perhaps when you pre-book services or appointments, such as paying for a gym membership or a personal trainer, you will be more likely to show up. You paid. You don't want to let that money be wasted. You become accountable to the trainer and you become accountable to the money you spent. When you book meetings or commit to attending them, you create accountability. And this is amplified by the other attendees who may perhaps rely on you to attend and provide support and receive support. Relationships in sobriety create fantastic accountability. 
In Alcoholics Anonymous, the traditional sponsor-sponsee relationship allows accountability to be created in both directions, whereby the sponsor is accountable as the guide and support for the sponsee, and the sponsee is accountable to continue their sober path and discuss their days and check in with the sponsor. Apologies if I hacked that relationship to all those within the AA community. This relationship does not have to be related to AA, and it does not have to be labelled as sponsor. You can meet another individual on the sober path and develop a relationship with them, keeping in close contact. The friendship will have its roots in sobriety and will inherently create accountability to one another. And I know of many cases where one sponsor or one friend of another in sobriety has talked their friend off the ledge, so to speak. There is nothing more powerful than having this caring hand on your shoulder to say, it's okay, I know it's tough today, but you can stay here with us and you don't have to drink. These actions have saved countless relapses or slips, and some who save others will never know the power of their actions or words. Sober relationships create accountability. Begin cultivating pathways as soon as you can in sobriety. Get out of your shell and you'll likely experience the overwhelming positivity and selfless support of sober communities. On relationships, which is a whole other topic of its own, there will be relationships which you may need to end or to dial down. Most of us have relationships which are based only in the habit which we are leaving behind. Just as it's important to build relationships in sobriety, it may be just as important to limit those which encourage consumption or trigger you. Pay for services. Firstly, charlatans are everywhere. Do your research, be careful and keep your bullshit detectors on because there are others in this area who will be glad to take your money and provide no tangible service or benefit in return. But with that disclaimer in, in place, Paying for services or products does cultivate a mindset within us which encourages adherence to a task. There are programs where coaches provide one-on-one -on -one support for a fee. Again, I would approach this carefully. However, if this is something you consider a good option and can afford the service, then the act of paying for a service does create accountability and drive to maintain and stay the course. Paying for a service does not need to be coaching or other expensive routes necessarily. This could simply mean investing in books, paying for fitness classes, buying a soda water machine, knitting yourself out with a super duper new tea set or coffee machine. You may be skeptical, however, when the thought of drinking comes around, that $500 coffee machine you bought as a gift to yourself under the pretense that you only get to keep it if you stay sober. Yeah, this may have some serious sway. You'd be surprised. Please do not take any of my advice here to be telling you to go out and spend entirely too much money because it will create accountability. Be logical, but the act of paying for items, services or classes relating directly to remaining sober does create accountability. Get your story out there. Share your story with somebody like Drifter on a podcast. Drifter who's created an outlet to the world for us all to tell our story and to help others in the process. You can speak deeply, you can omit anything that you're not ready to discuss, but being confident enough to put your story out there into the ether creates accountability, contributes to discussions and sobriety groups and belong to a sobriety group to create accountability also. 
Be careful. This process of telling your story is something you must be ready for emotionally, and it can take its toll if you're not yet ready. I'd suggest being comfortable with who it is you tell and how you tell your story. We're all different. Telling my story, even though I never went into too much depth, did knock me around emotionally for a week or so. But ultimately, it was a growth experience. Be careful also with who it is you tell your story to, or even tell of your sobriety. Choose the right people. Choose trustworthy and supportive people. If you're not comfortable or unsure of how somebody will respond, then wait until you're truly ready to tell them. Telling your story and sharing it with others when you're ready creates accountability. Dedicate to physical or other competitive pursuits. Find a competition or an event. A walking event, a running event, a cycling event, a swimming event, a chess event, a Lego building event, or any competitive or challenging event that you may be interested in. I know a man who enjoys dressing up in full medieval attire and attending meets where competitors end up belting the crap out of each other in role-playing events with wooden swords and other semi-safe weapons. Whatever. It can be anything. Ensure you allow adequate time for safe and effective conditioning. Book it in. You're now accountable to training and conditioning to perform in this event, and the fear of underperforming alone will create accountability to training, which in turn will assist you in your sobriety. Another thing I know for certain, you will achieve higher levels of fitness, performance, motivation, and mental concentration when you are sober. So essentially, you have a leg up and anybody drinking creates their own handicap in the events. But unlike drugs or other aids, you're not breaking the rules. You just found the best, safest, legal performance enhancer. It's called sobriety. Dedicating to competitive pursuits creates accountability. Start a business or volunteer. You know that idea you had for a long time but never had the motivation to bring it to life? Well, guess what? Time and motivation skyrockets when you stop numbing your creativity with ethanol. What better time to begin a business, volunteer or give back in some way than now? And guess what? It creates accountability to the fire crew you volunteer to to the nice little old lady down the street you promise to visit for a cup of tea every couple of days, to the planning of the homemade cupcake business you want to start, to the homeless shelter you dedicated to help cook for. You see, when you live a sober life, you can suddenly reach these goals and you can give back with the spare love, energy, time and positivity that you'll create along the journey. Next, make a daily pledge to yourself. Do it with intent and focus. Pledge every day at the start of your day to yourself and to any other person or power you so choose. Think it through with depth and mean it. A daily pledge not to drink creates accountability to yourself and to anybody else or anything else you have pledged to. If you wish to pledge to somebody or something else other than yourself, Pledge to your mum, pledge to your cat, pledge to a tree, pledge to your future abs, pledge to a future car you'll be able to afford when you stop burning money on alcohol, pledge to whatever you feel genuinely is meaningful. Just mean it. Pledging creates accountability. 
Find a medical doctor whom you trust and who is supportive and knowledgeable in addiction and the effects of chronic alcohol use. You need to feel comfortable with them and they need to understand this is vital. If not, perhaps a different doctor who will support the journey to sobriety would be better. Have the testing and have the discussion with them about your struggles. If any medical concerns arise, then this is not good. However, it's best you know of them rather than continue to dismiss or ignore them. I did this and I wish I'd not. Plan with the doctor how to treat them. One of these methods will obviously be abstaining from alcohol. This makes you accountable to your doctor and to your body and the medical symptoms. If no medical conditions exist, great. What better time to keep this from being the case? Because it will, it's just a matter of time. Create a plan with your doctor and if they suggest to do so, rebook an appointment to check in with them at a reasonable interval. Again, this is creating more accountability medically. Set personal goals. This could be fitness, it could be financial, it could be relationships, could be anything. Set meaningful and achievable goals. Put time frames on them and as always, write them down. Have these goals provide challenge, things you will likely not achieve without sobriety even. Remain accountable to these goals and you've created another form of accountability. Lastly, Sobertown, discuss with your loved ones what you need from them so they can hold you accountable rather than enable you. Explain that there is a good chance you will come to them at some stage and say you think you would like to drink, that you think it's okay now and that tonight you just want to have a drink. Explain that when you come to them with this or any other similar story that they absolutely need to remind you that it is not worth it, that you do not really want that and to try to tough out the craving, to use your tools and that the craving will pass. Make it very clear to them that when you come to them, you may seem sincere and that this is okay and that this is really what you want, but that it is a lie and that you need their support and help to remind you to stay the course. Some do not have a supportive partner. This is difficult, but it's okay. If your closest are more likely to enable you or agree you should drink, I'd recommend reaching out further and try to find this support elsewhere and lean on this support or assistance when the day comes that you start to trick yourself into thinking it's okay to drink again. Teaching your loved ones to know how to deal with you when you come to them with this irrationality is enforcing and amplifying the accountability of relationships. There are so many ways to create accountability and sobriety. You can likely think of these plus so many more specifically relating to your own life. So create accountability early and create it in ways you can sustain and ways that encourage support. Bite off what you can chew and no more, but do take that bite. Okay, Sobertown, that would be enough rambling from me today. Remember, you are not alone. Do not forget that you are not alone. Thanks, Sobertown. Catch you later.